Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Why are you laughing your head off already? Just because it's like, it's, honestly, it's my favourite time of the week and I was just like happy about it. Okay. You know? Cool. That was it. Yeah. Fair enough. No, it is. Seriously. So, uh, yeah, I was just smiling. It's not mine. Hey, been up to this week? Not a lot. Do you want to talk about football? No, it's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, especially in Manchester. Yeah, forget that. Let's move on quickly. Yeah, (laughs) bubbles. What? Uh, What have you done? Anything good? No, not really. Not what I hear. What do you mean? Well, I heard you went to uh, a late night extravaganza at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I got to ride some roller coasters in the dark. Okay. Tell the listeners about you, about your friend that got accosted by a knife. <laughs> Friend's a bit of a strong word. All right, well, go on then. <laughs> well, you want to tell the full story? The, it's, only, it's only 30 <clears throat> seconds, so go on, yeah. Well, one of the rides is called the Tunnels, and it takes you under, like the underground of the, the Pleasure Beach, but it's obviously... Uh, actors that try to jump out or scare you or get in your face and you know that kind yeah. of stuff uh anyway we got to this one part and um we 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 stood at the bottom of the stairs and this like guy in like a like a creepy sort of like victorian outfit with like goggles on came out not like swimming goggles like uh, <laughs> You know, those like sort of weird yeah. black goggles that yeah. sort of stick out a little bit. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> anyway, we went up and my, my mate was in front of me and then uh, my other ma- my other two mates were behind me. I was kind of like in sandwiched in the middle and his like persona was like obviously like some like acting like a serial killer. So like he, he pulled out like a knife and he was like, oh, I didn't mean to show you that and stuff like that. And then was it is the campus serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't mean to show you that. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, Jack. <laughs> so, anyway, he started, like, sort of, you know, like, when they, like, point the knife at you, like, like a bit like eeny, meeny, miny, mo sort of thing. Yeah. And he was like, and that means I don't like you. And then he ran over to my, my other mate who was stood on the stairs and sort of, like, put the, the fake knife against his, like, throat, which, by the way, he thought the knife was real at one point. <laughs> Um, and then he went, do you want to know why I don't like you? And no one said anything. And then he just, and then he just went, it's because who comes out dressed like you? You're dirty. You've not had a shave. You're a scruffy wanker. <laughs> so we, but didn't you say his coat was full of mud? Yeah. And yeah, and he, yeah. His coat was full of mud and he hadn't had a shave. But we've so. just been saying, Callum, what? That's the perfect job, isn't it? Isn't it? You just get to go around and like just abuse people all day. It is. Any one of us would love that, wouldn't we? Sure would, Baldy. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's better than Chubbo, like you said before, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, anyway, and then he and then he asked us, he said and then we me and my mate started laughing and he was like, Oh, do you know him? And we went, Nah. <laughs> 
it's like that. And then, and then he went, oh, she's like it when I call strangers that word, do you? And we went, yeah. And he went, I like you two. On you go. Not you, scruff bomb. Help me. Yeah. And then the other story I want to bring up in the intro from the week, Callum, was it to the fans forum at Witness? I love this. So apparently they had a, a meeting about IMG and the scores, which we're going to come on to tonight, aren't we, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Um, but they had a, a meeting and apparently it kicked off because they had a raffle for a signed shirt and two uh, uh, two fans with identical tickets both went up as the winner <laughs> and claimed the prize. <laughs> and it kicked off. Was, 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 one of them like, was one of them like upside down? Had they not drawn the, na- had they not drawn the line under the nine or the six or I something? think they had 66 and 99. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> I'm not drawing the line the right way around. I'm 472. No, I'm 472. Uh, yeah. I'm 472 and so is my wife. <laughs> uh. Amazing. Oh, anyway, enough frivolity. Frivolity, frivolity, I can't even say it. But what word have we, what, uh, what uh, we got hang, on tonight? Hang, hang on, do we not yeah. know the argument like settled at witness? Do you, who won the shirt? I have no idea, number 99. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know who won it. If oh. you are the lucky winner of the shirt, please get in touch because yeah. uh, we'd love to know, you know, how you boxed your way out of it. What have we got on tonight, Callum? Uh, we'll have a, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll have a, a review of the second test, the England Tonga second test. Oh, goody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about the third test a tiny bit, and then we're going to, t- well, we'll talk about the IMG stuff, the recent IMG stuff that's come out. Yeah, we've got a guest as well tonight, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, so um, if you've been with us uh, forever, yeah, you'll know that one of our first guests on the pod was uh, Gray, who's, uh, the best way to describe him, I think, is an, R- an RFL lobbyist, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, has, has wrote several letters to the RFL about some fans' views and things. Mm. Um, and he's coming on tonight to discuss about IMG with us, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, not quite sure which way he falls, but we'll have a we'll have a see. We certainly will. Uh, well, I suppose we'd better get on with this then, haven't we? Yeah. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and. More than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Uh, yes, so the, the the second test of the England and Tonga series is done. And England were once again the winners. 14 points to four this time. Um. Quite a dreary affair, I think. Well, we are, we asked the question, didn't we, last week? Would would the second test be more of the same from the first? I and, didn't think it would be, uh, and it was just, but with less points. Yeah, I didn't think it would be at all. It was just, I don't know. It just felt a bit duff. Well, okay. Let, let's take me through Tonga's game plan then, because I don't really think it differed from the week before, did it? No, not really, and uh, I suppose it, it's the, the the Tongan 
the Tongan way to play, I guess. They, they've got a big pack and I suppose that's where they're going to try and utilise the strength in, in trying to use that pack. I don't. I think both of the the wingers maybe maybe the first time playing for Tonga. I'm not sure, but they this they're not known for their the speed and that kind of way. In, They've got it though. They've definitely got it. That yeah. cool is rapid. You know, is it is it too easy then to say, or is it too lazy if you like to say that? Well, it's a, just a typical Christian Wolf coach side. Um, or is that accurate? Probably accurate, I think. Um, you know what you're going to get with him, and there is very, there is a lot of similarities from this Tonga team to the the, the team he had at St. Helens, but they probably just got over the line more. They defended well. I think Tonga have defended quite well, um, but I think we've made it very easy for them as well at the same time. Again, though, that Christian Wolf style of play, if you if you compare to. Uh, before it, when Justin Al- when Justin Albert was at Saints, and when Christian Wolf came in, the one thing he did was tidied up the defense. He mm. was he was known for that defensive style of play. So mm. again, it's not surprising to see Tonga defend well. But, but it's easy <coughs> at club level, and you're playing against eleven clubs, probably six of which struggle to defend against that. Mm-hmm. You can have success. Oh yeah, when you're playing against yeah, it's an easy international to do it at side. club land, isn't it? Yeah, when you when you're doing that international level, and England pack didn't shy away from the challenge in no. in either test, have they? No. So then it becomes, what else have you got? And I don't think they've got a lot else, to be honest. No, which is quite surprising. In the in the first test, England had, um, well, let's say they had Mikey Lewis, let's say they had Tom Johnson. Let's say they had Jack Wellsby. Mm. In this test, England had probably Wellsby again. Um, and this time, Matty Ashton. Yeah. Whereas Tonga didn't. And, and in this in that weather, probably Harry Smith as well controlling the game. And uh, I thought his kicking game was excellent. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed... Um, feels a bit disappointing, doesn't it, at the minute? You're not going to watch in the DVD, are you? No. It's great that we've got internationals. It's you know I love it, and I, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch the third one, and it's you know they are good to watch. It's just I don't know. I think I just ex- I think my expectations were a lot higher. Mm. I think your test this week, Callum, probably peaked with the Siva Tau. <laughs> yeah, Tonga, because that's your fave, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Uh, probably peaked at that point with that. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't there wasn't actually that much to talk about. Do you think Matty Ashton will keep his place for this week? Um, yeah, not only because, but I think a big part of that is I read today that Tommy Makinson is still really struggling with this wrist injury. Oh, right, and he's, okay. he's not even in camp. He's at home, apparently. So there's no point in bringing him back for this game with nah, him at 2-0 and it's done. Not at 2-0. Yeah. And, and to be fair, he's, you know, he, he probably would be very unlucky to... We dropped Matty Ashton after scoring two tries like that. Mm. Mm. So, as 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 good as Tommy Makinson is, and as you know, best wing, best English winger we've got, probably, um, or has been for a long time. He's not going to be that missed. And if you like the other wingers in camp, Ashton and, and Johnson have both scored two mm. tries, and they've in, called in up the test. Josh 
view list as well. Right. So. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what there is. I mean, the only other thing I would say on this game effect is effectively, I suppose, is that um, Sean Wayne said that England's team talk was done mm. by Tonga's comments the week before and Christian Wolf's comments around the rooks and the pitch and things like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's um, we we needed. I was saying to Bobby earlier in the week, we need a three nil win. Though we we couldn't come. I don't think we could come out of this series, and it'd be two one. Is that because of playing? And, and I'm going to use sort of air inverted commas here, like a tier two yeah. side. Yeah, we so, had to. We have to win three now to to gain that modicum of respect. Yeah. In Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that we have anything to prove to them as such, but it's about... Proving it to them. <laughs> and, and sort of, yeah. <laughs> Just sort of saying, yeah, you know, we're here and we, we mean business and you're next type thing. I yeah. Think. Mm. Okay. Um, so, I mean, 14-4, fair result on the day. Yeah. Um, I thought Tonga were pretty hopeless in the first half. Uh, the mm. second half they were better, but they made so many mistakes. There was a lot of mistakes from from both teams. There was a lot of handling errors, and the, the weather wasn't good, was it? We know that, but there was a lot of errors, and it just made for a bit of a mm. dull affair, really. Um, but I mean, you know, England, England bombed two clear chances. Tom Johnston dropped one, didn't he, from the Mike McMeekin kick? Yeah, which sounds weird to say, but um, he, he just. He dropped a stone cold try, didn't he? Yeah, and yet Tonga could have got back in the game at fourteen four. Yeah, and, and um, um, what's his name? Didn't he? The Welsh lad Taffy Frizzell. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, uh, young Taffy made a, a break, didn't he? And then offloaded, and then he could have got the ball back. Mm. If they'd have passed it back to him, he'd have strolling. Yeah, and he didn't. Can't remember who it was, but he, he then he took the tackle instead, and the and the, the move was over. Mm. All he had to do was pass it back to him. Yeah, and he was in, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it. I don't know. See what happens in the next one, but um, I'm hoping for a bit more, to be honest. Just on the next one, then. <clears throat> um, the the crowd on this one just over eleven. Mm. Uh, I don't think I was expecting many more than that. I think it's probably it about is, right for what I was expecting. It's poor on the whole, though, but, isn't it? But at 2-0 and the way the games have gone, I think whatever tickets have been sold have been is, isn't what you're going to get as the mm. attendance. I don't think there were that many walk-ups and a lot of tickets sold this week to go to Leeds. No, I saw a couple of things just on the tickets at Uddersfield. There were, people were trying to buy them on the day, and you can do the print-at-home ones, so I don't see why that was an issue, but you couldn't actually buy them online on the day, mm. and it took uh, like the Twitter sphere, if you like, to tell certain people, no, actually, you can buy on the gate. There's nothing from the RFL or anything, or England or what, whoever, that you could actually just walk up and buy it on the game. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you've only got 11,000. Because there's not going to be a, that many walk-ups. It's a 25,000 stadium. Yeah. So, like, why are you not saying you can buy tickets on the gate? Because mm. people might go, actually, I've got nothing on now, or I've got, mm. you know, yeah. I'll just go and do that. Flood it with community clubs, you know? Why are they not doing that then? Don't know. I mean, it's a di- again, it's another 
different discussion, I suppose, isn't it? But if you know that you've sold that many and you allow so many to be sold on the day, mm-hmm. then if you've got a surplus of 8,000, then not schools because people say, oh, give them to schools. They don't go. No. They just end up with tickets in a drawer at home. But you, you've got... But you go to the community clubs and, yeah. and you encourage the coaches. No, I mean, you know, no community games on that weekend, etc. Mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's like all that sort of stuff. It's like this This is this is it for this weekend. Mm. Get your community club there. Take your junior team there. But, it, it, you know, it's like, just say there's 11,000. They sold 11,000 and the rest were walk-ups. Mm. What is it, 25? So you've got, what, 14,000... Spaces. Spaces. Mm. Why why, why are we not doing the community stuff? Or why are we not saying you can go, you can pay on the gate, you can pay on the gate, and just get as many... It's like that, that'll do. Yeah. Mm. That's just the attitude that it seems to come across with. Yeah. Do you... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Eh. <laughs> do you think... I know it always seems to work in, in hindsight and you don't really think about it at the time, but do you think Huddersfield was maybe the right choice to right. host this? I've okay. seen a lot of people saying this. Right. This isn't hindsight. We've had enough internationals and test series over the years to say, what are your best venues? Mm-hmm. This isn't hindsight. Mm-hmm. No. This is planning. Yeah. This is planning and learning from previous test series. Didn't me and you go to one at Uddersfield for the World yeah, Cup? It was, ki- uh, was it against New Zealand? We went to one... Was it a World Cup? It was, I think it might have been a Kiwi test, t- Kiwi test series. But that was that was pretty full, wasn't it? It was pretty full, because we were up in the... Uh, behind the sticks in the upper tier, weren't we? Yeah. In that, for that one, I remember we were in the front row of that, I remember. Yeah. Well, is that, that was the, a Kiwis match. Right, is, that, yeah. is, that the draw, is that the draw of England playing the Kiwis, though? Is that yes, what you, yes, But, but is. what I'm saying then is, having it at that venue <clears throat> can work. Yeah, of course it can. So, to me, to me, one one of the ideas, if you're, if you're expecting that, how many, how many is Warrington old? 14, Yeah, 15. 14, 15. Pack it out. Yeah. Yeah. Pack it out. Make because it a full good. Because a full 15... Looks better than a two thirds full eighteen, which mm. is what we had last. Oh week. yeah, yeah. Maybe they would have been better having the Huddersfield one as the first test. Mm. If they were going to have it as a venue, yeah. The only the the, the other thing because I've... people might go, well, I'll, I'll wait and see what happens. If it's one all, I'll go to Leeds, or I'll just go to mm. Leeds because, you know. And I think to be honest, I think the Leeds sales have been pretty good, but I don't think they'll get them any more this week. Not at 2 nil. they won't, no. no. So I, I can see the Leeds one being probably, perhaps being the biggest attended yeah, test pro- Yeah, you're probably right. And and it's probably and it's probably the best venue to have as the yeah. third test. What about Hull? Would that, because does Hull, does the city of Hull, if you like, get enough international recognition? Got and and would the city, for, would, yeah. the, would the people of Hull then respond P- to getting an international yeah. and then... You're getting nearer 20. I mean, there's only one way to find out, in, and I can't recall the last one that was there. Yeah. I don't think you get as many travelling to that one, no. which is maybe why they've gone against it. But if the people of all, you know, all FC, um, Rovers, and just generally the people of Hulk 
who, who mm. might be interested in going can pack it out, then it doesn't matter, does it? No. The, the, the other comment I've seen online a lot around the, the, the Huddersfield debate is, and this isn't anything against Huddersfield as a club, but if you look at the Super League attendance, it's probably one of the lower ones. Mm. So, you know, what people were saying was, was a lot of the people that were going would have travelled. You're not going to get, you know, you know, Huddersfield fans might have gone, but with the lower attendances in the league, a lot of them would have been travelling from other clubs. It's not hard to get to. No, no, it's I, not. I think the I think the actual venue itself has a, you know, like you said, able to get to. Mm. I think he's he's quite he's quite good. Yeah, for for all sorts. Yeah, I think you know I I, I do think so. Mm. I don't want to get into a funding issue because we know the difference between like. England, why it's gone to England would be league because it's a funding issue through money given to Sport England, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get more if it was Great Britain. Just the fact that it was Great Britain, even if it's the same team as in the same personnel, mm-hmm. would you get more of an attendance if it was Great Britain versus I don't care who it is, whoever? I, I think so for a so lot of I. people of a. Maybe, maybe even said people of a certain age. Like I think me and Bobbles are on the cusp of that. I think um, a lot of the younger ones, obviously, will have never really have seen Great Britain because the last—I'm not even counting the last one because that was an absolute joke. Well, the trial for the England, yeah, the, the Great Britain, the Great Britain tour that was the trial for the England team. Yes, but I think so. I think it has more of a pulling power. Yeah, this just, this just more of a. There's more of a romance about it. There's more yeah, it's of a, a nostalgic type thing, isn't there? It's yeah, I, and and I think as well, people get behind Great Britain more than they do England. It's a bit like the Olympics, mm. Great yeah. Britain. People get behind the Olympics, Great Britain. Mm. I, I know it's not as big, but people don't get beyond behind the Commonwealth Games as much when it's England or Wales or Scotland. They don't yeah, get behind yeah. it the same. But for, no, for but any, the Olympics is massive, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's great regardless. But, yeah, I know. But we but, were, yeah. me, and, me and Callum were having a conversation about this not too long ago when we, because we were uh, discussing in 2025 if it was Great Britain or England that were playing Australia, weren't we? Yeah. Because um, it's classed as an Ashes tour and you always think Ashes should be in Rugby League. The Ashes is, is Great Britain. Yeah. And it's actually advertised online as England v Australia. It's yeah. not got the same ring to it. No, it hasn't. It's not got the same ring to it. It really hasn't. I, I'm I'm awfully sad that the Lions of Great Britain is just not really a thing anymore. We, we, we said this way, in Rugby Union, you've got a World Cup that's England, mm. but then the ultimate players, the ultimate um, aim for those players is to make a Lions tour, yeah. which is Great Britain Lions. Yeah. And whether they play Australia, the All Blacks, the, the South Africa, whoever... It's getting on that that tour. Yeah, and it's a Great Britain Lions, and that should be the aim. Today. It's playing for Great Britain. Mm. You've got that lion on your chest. You've got that. You've got that red and blue V on your on your chest. Yeah, mm. and they better shirts as well, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I think that's my biggest thing. It's what a new you're Great Britain shirt. You're a Great, yeah, definitely. It's what a Great Britain shirt. You know. um, can I just we don't we got a we got a message this week all the way from Sydney. Cool. Um, from. Uh, that bloke from Hull? Uh, no, it was International Rugby League Sumo, at IRL Sumo. Right. Um, really enjoyed the podcast. However, have to take exception to the blaming of the NRL for the apparent failures of the international game. Was that you? No, it wasn't. Uh, I, 
probably. <laughs> the RFL have done nothing to grow rugby league in that part of the world, provided no support for any other countries. Far more international rugby league action down here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the comments. Thoughts? Ah, sod the NRL. <laughs> um, no, go on, thoughts, because... I mean, no, the, I mean the it's probably, it's probably the problem right. we have here is that apart from France, that's our biggest problem in it. All the all the best of, competition for us is on the opposition. other side of the world. Yeah, a lack of opposition. Um, but we we spoke about it in the past, don't we? About like the amount of times we've played Australia in the last what ten years or whatever. Mm. And we what if we played them like once? Someone's yeah. at fault somewhere. Well, exactly. You know. Uh, maybe it's something. Maybe I think we just got caught up a little bit in the sort of like, oh, the NRL only care about the NRL and, and Malman and and only gets out of bed three days a week, yeah, three days a year. That's still yeah. true, but <laughs> 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 but you know they they haven't played themselves, have they? Really, they haven't played yeah. anybody. But um, I wonder what I wonder the two things. Then I wonder if the if that tour next time round was Great Britain. Versus Australia, the one that you've just said, Bobby, mm. and yeah. not England. I wonder if that has more pulling power for them as well. Oh, I think so. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we're talking about us because there's certain sports, isn't there? So if you said cricket, it's England v Australia, it's the Ashes. Yeah, it's accepted because there isn't a Great Britain cricket team. No, like that. But I think with rugby league, I think it's Great Britain. You go back to, you know, look at videos online when we when we played at Wembley in the nineties, the tour of the the eighties, the Invincibles of the eighty two. We're all playing Great Britain. And there's something, yeah, all right, it can be a bit nostalgic, mm. but I think there's, there is a pulling power. I also think, as you're right, I think you're absolutely spot on. And Sumo, if you're listening to this, you tell us, you're from Sydney, you tell us, is there more of a pulling power for Australians from Great Britain than there is for England? Mm. I think so from where I'm sat, but please, if I you're listening, so. you tell us. Just because of what you were saying about that, like, sort of, the, there's that, that romance to it and the nostalgic, and you talk, look, the, the historic test that we've had yeah. with them. It's all been Great Britain. Exactly. Which begs them, begs the question, two two more questions. Number one, where would you then have those games? Mm. And B, what sort of attendances would you expect for a Great Britain versus Australia? Because I can remember... You know, we, we're at, you know we're more or less filling Wembley. We, you know, I remember in I think it was '86, uh, and I went to Old Trafford, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm out pouring the rain that day at Old Trafford. If you watch the videos, you see them sliding in for tries. I think mm-hmm. Paul Lachlan scored, and it was he slid on the um, uh, right off the pitch. Yeah, I know that's easy to do at Old Trafford. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, but um, there was fifty odd thousand there. Well. For me personally, and like, that was when Old Trafford only held fifty odd thousand. Yeah, I I didn't make it to the the, the test on Saturday because me with a birthday party for my daughter, so I couldn't make it. But if it was Great Britain versus Australia, I'd have ditched that and gone and watched that. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say on that. Quite right, yeah, yeah, quite right too. Plus, you know, going back to the whole, you know, Callum wanting a shirt thing, we all know the RFL do love a good new shirt coming out. So mm. yeah, you know. Always a chance. Always a There's chance. There's two years to well, rectify this. But on a serious point, then, where would you have? Where would you have them? Where, would, the you, where would you? No, where if it was Great Britain, Australia? Oh right. Where would you three? Where would you three venues be for that? To be honest with that, if you you might be looking at more football ground type yeah. venues for that. Would you, surely you would have one in London? 
Yeah, because London. because you've There's got a, a massive lot. Australian yeah. contingent in London. Yeah, Tottenham. Are, Tottenham um, would be the one, wouldn't it? Now, yeah, nowadays, yeah. Tottenham would be a good one to have it at. Um, over a Ellen Road, surely has to be one. Yeah, and then Etihad, Etihad, Anfield, maybe. Oh, not Anfield. No, you but I'm just talking about the sand. Can't fit in the seat. Everton's new ground. Yeah, by the time that comes yeah. along, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Would but, you, you, but you're right. Big. So you, you're talking fifty thousand plus dead. Now, are, are you saying that because it's Great Britain and Australia, yeah. or are you saying that because we're actually going to fill those grounds? I, I think because again, there's no point in having thirty thousand for that. Would you go to Newcastle for one way? We've had magic. I don't know if you. Maybe I was thinking that, but no. I, 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 I you definitely get more crowd. Definitely. You. I'm, I'm convinced Huddersfield would have been sold out. Mm. I also think at the minute the way the two teams line up as well, I think they'd, I think there'd be three fantastic games as well. Mm. I can't I can't, I can't remember the the attendance there, but what was um, I, I don't know if I I can't I'm sure one of you two went and I can't I, when we played New Zealand at West Ham we played them at the Olympic Park, didn't we? Yeah, you went what, to that. I what, went, yeah, I what, went to what that. was that kind of crowd like? I don't think it was great. Was I don't remember. I mean, there was thirty odd at Ellen Road for the. World Cup semi-final one the yeah. last yeah, year. Yeah, between Australia and, and New Zealand. And yeah. England or Great Britain weren't even playing. No, to be honest, when I went to that West Ham one, you're that far away from the pitch, can't see the rest of the crowd. You didn't like no. it there, did you? No. You no. wouldn't You wouldn't pick there again, would you? I wouldn't, no. I think Tottenham's your best chance in London. Inter- Especially since you've had the Challenge Cup final there as well. Yeah. yeah. But West Ham, that size, you know, again, if you're taking one to London. Yeah. Maybe I haven't been for a while. Whether it's changed or not, I don't know. Okay, so, so just to wrap up this up, then, what are you thinking about um, third test? Then, I think we'll probably win. I don't think I, don't, I. I haven't seen anything from Tonga really to suggest that they would. To well win. Yeah, oh. I spoke to Bry this week because I told him we'd ditched him mm. for Gray, um, and uh, he said that. He thought it'd go one or two ways. Either it'd be the same again, or England would run in forty. Yeah, I don't. See, I think it'll be the same. Yeah, my own because I thought that about this one, mm. and we just don't look that great mm. in attack. To be honest, my only question is, and maybe this might improve your attack. I don't know. The only the only question I've got on Test three is, do you bring in George Williams? Oh yeah, definitely. He's already yeah. said that anyway. I think they will do. Yeah. He's a captain. He's got to, hasn't he? I think they, I think they will based on what you just said as well. Yeah. I think if I think if with the amount of tries and the amount of stuff we've done in attack, I think they would have brought him in anyway. And mm. I would imagine it's going to be for Mikey Lewis. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna drop Frano Smith. I would. I don't think he is because you said Louis ain't got a goal kicker, and suddenly he's. It's it's ridiculously harsh on either of them. Yeah. Mm. But goal kicking aside, I think Mikey Lewis has been better. But, don't get me wrong, Harry Smith's done really well. But Makinson is out as well. From what you've I know been what saying, you're saying George so who pick, just, so who just, pick, just, who kicks goals? Whoever, just whoever scores the try, <laughs> like under eights. <laughs> Uh, Whose goal is it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Who scored the track? Right, you take the kick. Oh yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who could kick actually if you didn't. Bring I'm, him I'm sure George Williams has done it in the past. Yeah. No, wrong. I get what you mean though, because you know you look at Mikey Lewis in this series. He scored in both tests. He won man of the match in the first one. He's 
he is he has been the better of the two halves kicking aside yeah they've both done really well and it's all fair oh, yeah. on both of them he's also easier to drop yeah why because he's because he's inexperienced so is Harry Smith but he's a goal kicker but if that's Mikey, the only thing no, do you yeah, know what I mean but Mikey Lewis is easier to drop but he's been the better because player it's easier to drop because it's easier to have an arm round him and say you've played two tests when you didn't expect it you've been absolutely brilliant your time will come. I think that's just as easy for Harry Smith. Mm. Well, we'll see. I, I think it'll be Smith and I, Williams. I think you're probably right, mm. but I'd, I'd drop Smith. Yeah. Okay. It's harsh, but yeah, you know he's the captain, isn't he? Yeah. So there you go. I'm just a fan, Alan. That's all. Your biggest fan. Yes. And one of the biggest fans of rugby league is with us tonight. Uh, delighted to have with us. It's been a while since we've had him on, but I'm delighted to have uh, to, we've got uh, Gray Hall on tonight. Gray, how are you? Very well, thank you for having me. Good. I thought he wasn't going to be there then. I thought he was a, <laughs> there was a gap. Um, Gray, the, we've spoke before about, I mean, uh, regular listeners will remember that we had some specials in our early days around... Uh, letters that uh, the state of the game letters that uh, you'd composed on behalf of a number of fans, including ourselves, to the RFL. Did you ever get any sort of response from the RFL on those? No, you won't be surprised to know that I didn't get any response, no. No, no, just... Well, that was a quick update, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Eddie and Steve-O's response, yeah, that, that's all we got. Right, okay. Well... We've we've got you on tonight, Gray, because obviously, in terms of the game, things have moved on uh, rapidly. I suppose in terms of um, uh, the consultancy with with IMG. Um, what were your initial thoughts, Gray, when IMG came on board when it was announced? To be honest, I mean, we we've spoke before about the. Uh, kind of ineptitude of the RFL and the games authorities to sort stuff out. And even though they should be able to do it themselves, the process of bringing in what you would imagine are professionals to have a look at the game from kind of a dog or the side and have a look at it with a fresh pair of eyes, I didn't think it was a bad thing to be to begin with. I thought it was... I didn't think it was something they would ever do. I thought it would all be kept in-house and the same mistakes would be made over and over again. So as a concept to let someone else have a look at it I wasn't opposed to it I thought it was a, a decent idea if implemented well do you, do you not think though that as a as a body I mean let, let, let's be honest here right we, we brought IMG in and is that not the sort of job that the RFL Callum should be able to do themselves I mean we've got mm. we've got a board of directors We've got a governing body. We've got another governing body in Super League. We've got a, a CEO that's on £300,000 a year or whatever. I'd love that job. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> well, when you look at the interview that Tony Sutton had last week before the, the Tonga test, it was all very sort of wishy-washy and not quite, you know, well... I, you know. I, I mean, like, like Grace said, it's, it's, you know, the initial idea isn't bad uh, with the IMG stuff because it's, you know... It, gets us on the right track and it all works out, then happy days. But 
the problem is, it's like my my bugbear with it is, it's like, well, like you've just said, is this not what the RFL should be doing anyway? Mm. Because it's not the sort of stuff they should be putting in place off their own back instead of getting somebody else in to go, what can we do? And holding their hand through it. I don't know. It's just, can't imagine any other sport really doing it, can you? No. And it's not the first time, Gray, that it's been done before, is it? As in the RFL brought consultants in. And I must like caveat that I do completely agree with you. And I did say, because they've made so many mistakes themselves, that's the only reason I think bringing someone else would be a good idea. Mm. Simply because we know, even though they should be able to do it themselves, they've proven time and time again that they can't. So that's a big caveat on it. I mean, a normal sporting body should not need to do this. No. Well, let's, let's look at, I mean, that's one side of the IMG coin, if you like. Um, Let's have a look. What what do you think are the positives about what's what's come out then, Gray, with the with all the IMG stuff? Um, the way that I suppose that the, the the clubs have reacted, the scoring systems, the way that has it has. Could you look at it another way? Is that it jolted clubs into the into the twenty first century? I suppose it could have done if it had been worked better. I I, I honestly don't see that many good. Sides to it at all, and I, I I look at the criteria and the pointing system, and where people, where teams have been put on the list, and any anything that I could have imagined might have come out of this that would have been good. I, I think has been kind of ruined by the the list of clubs and where they are, and the points that are being given for various different things. I, I think it's I think it's close to a disaster, to be honest. I, I, I'm not a fan at all, and I think it could be really dangerous for the sport in the next five or ten years. I, I think it's I think it's a really bad move and could have really bad, lasting repercussions. Well, let's be honest. So, well, good for you. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, let's be honest. IMG don't care about rugby league. IMG don't care about the future of rugby league. IMG care about money. Mm-hmm. And I, IMG, if you look at their history and their corporate model if you like they um they run a lot of tennis they run a lot of golf they run a lot of tournaments they give img players the management only get wild cards to img events yeah are you with me you have to be an img player to get a wild card in, into one of their events mm-hmm. so they and, and it's all about Viewing figures and it's about television rights and all this sort of stuff. They're not, they're not interested in Workington, <laughs> you know. Um, but I suppose if you look at it another way and you look at the the, the grading stuff, Gray, how do you feel about the the grading? Let Let's go on to the grading stuff a little bit. The um, if you like the scoring system, uh, where where teams are getting. Five for fandom. What a good word that is, isn't it? Fandom. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the kingdom of fandom. Um, five for that, five on field, four and a half for finance, three for stadiums, two and a half for community. I know, Greg, you were, you were wanting to make a point about two clubs in particular, weren't you? Yeah, I think the two outliers that you can see in the end are uh, Lee and London. I mean, Lee has just had a fantastic season. I know standards finished fifth in the cup. Um, and third twelve, they're on the cliff edge. Sorry, Gray, we've lost you there a little bit. It got a bit muffled. Can you uh, do? You want to just start again for us there? Apologies. Yeah, I think if you look at the list of clubs, I think Lee and London were the two outliers. So you had Lee that finished fifth, won the cup, 
and I think they're in 12th place, which is right on the precipice, isn't it, of um, great other Super League and the, the lower tier. Yeah. And Leeds should not be in a situation where they finish fifth in the league and win the cup and be even remotely worrying about their validity as a Super League club after what they've done in the last year. You know, yeah. so they could finish ninth and actually lose their Super League status next year if, for example, Bradford come up. Toulouse are already ahead of them, even though they're not in the top flight. Mm. And then you've got London in 24. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do if I was a London fan. You've just been promoted to Super League, and you know there's absolutely no way you're going to stay there. You, you're in it for a year. Mm. They could it, win the grand final and not be in Super League in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, in, on, on, on the other side of that, um, Bobby Wakefield uh, are going to get an extra point at the end of this month for putting the seats in the stand. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, it's just hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that puts them at that that puts that moves them up about three places. It puts them about eighth place, I think. Did it? Did you tell me that they'd not actually gone round to any other grounds? Yeah, that, that's right, Gray. Isn't it? They haven't they haven't visited a single club in this, have you? Yeah. They, no, they. Not they. you. They. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's, that's the whole point, though, isn't it? That, that's, that's irrelevant to the fandom, which whatever that means. And fandom and catchment are both two different areas. And they, they, to me, look kind of like the same. You know, five points for your social media hits, your attendances, and two points for the catchment area or the population of the area that you're playing. Yeah. The whole thing to the five points is: Are you taking advantage of that in the first place? Mm. So the extra two, seven of the twenty, all just on that, and so that's always going to hit clubs like London who don't get big crowds, maybe don't get big social media following. But if you're doing the business on the park, if you're doing the business and you're winning games, that for me should outweigh everything else. As long as your finances are okay, on-field performance and finance should be the predominant amount of points in this. Yeah. If you're stable and you're winning games, you know, and I just don't know how London are going to react to this. I, I, I imagine they'll just stay part-time and get beat 15-0 next week, as someone else said to me today. Mm. And they're just going to get to the finish bottom. There's no incentive for them to even try and win a game next year, and it's so disappointing. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely right. Mm. Callum, can you imagine the, um, uh, those sort of... Those sort of uh, Phone calls for the uh, uh, for the survey. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, is that uh, Castleford Tigers? Yep, speaking. Yeah, um, we IMG here. We just uh, we're asking about some of the stuff for the uh, for the new grading. All right. Yep. 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 Yeah. Shoot, yep. Um, do you have, uh, for instance, well, do you have electronic uh, boards around the ground? Um, just just before I answer that question, <laughs> will you be coming? No, 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 no. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> Brilliant. There's an extra point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and how many social uh, media followers do you have? Uh, just let me have a look. Just while I look it up, will you be looking yourself? No, no, we're just going to ask you. 1.5 million. Absolutely brilliant. There's another point. Thank you very much. You've been really helpful. Thank you, yeah, Castle. No for worries. Well done. Yeah, Thank you. No worries. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> It strikes me as that's the sort of thing. It strikes me as that's the sort of thing that that's what's going on. Um, do you know the thing is, is that the 15A grade for uh, 
you need 15 points to be an A grade. Uh, 7.5. Hull have got 15.05. 15.05. Yes. Right. How do you get 0.5? No, 0.05. Oh, 0.05, sorry. So, to me, if they get 200 less at a game next year, they're going to lose that and they're going to be a Category B. <laughs> <laughs> they've just about scraped in there, haven't they? Haven't they? Maybe sacking your coach on television gets you an extra half a point or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I don't know. Um, anyway, um, great. Where is this? Do you see this as like the absolute definitive now, Gray? Is that this is it now? This is where uh, if you've got fifteen points, you're going to be in that. Or does it? Do you feel it still has to be ratified by the RFL? And or is this because you know, for example? What if we now have 15 teams with an A grade? What what do we do then? Because I don't think, Greg, they've come up with an answer for that, have they? No, they haven't. And I, I imagine that in some way the results would be skewed so that it was never more than... I think the aim is for a lot of them eventually. But I think that I think, I think you'd find that the 15th would have 14.95 or something so they'd get out of it. Yeah. But it's a good question. I mean, yeah. I mean, the aim would be to have 20 grade A teams. I mean, it was an amazing, you know, an amazing time. That would be everyone would be doing really well, getting great crowds, everything else. Yeah. Obviously, that's unrealistic. But yeah, I mean, it's a good point. And the legal challenges that may come up where clubs are on 14.9 and don't get a grade A, or maybe a club gets relegated because they're not point not five points behind the one ahead of them. Yeah. How are you going to handle all that? Yeah. It's a deal, really. Yeah, that's right. And what about the other side of that? What if we've only got, what if we, for a while we only have eight grade A clubs? How, how is the, how are the next four decided? Is that, on, is that on playing performance or, you know, if it's the other way around? Because at the minute I think we've got eight, I think, haven't we? What if it stays at eight? Just on the score, right? Yeah. You have a higher B score than whoever. You're a better B. <laughs> yeah. They didn't say that on my all-level results. Oh, you were, you were a good B. Yeah. Mm. No. I think it's just down to points, isn't it? So I think your you grade A's are exempt from relegation, and then it would just, if there's seven now or eight now, it would just be the next four based upon mm. the points that you get whenever they tally up the points at the end of next season. And that's yeah. another thing as well. I mean, there might be clubs at the end of, end of the season who don't know whether they're going to be in the 12th or be 13th or 14th, and it's it's really difficult to plan ahead if you don't really know where you're going to be. You might think you're doing all the right things. You might have had a decent season. You might be getting bigger crowds, but someone else might be doing just slightly better than you. And it's hard to work out. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the things that I thought, Gray, was that um, within the the criteria, I suppose, you're looking at these scores, and, and for example, you're looking at some of the the, the C scores, if you like. They're from very very traditional rugby league backgrounds no no professional football club in the area mm. um I, I suppose you could look at it that i suppose you could look at it as uh the, the cost of living in those areas that sort of thing or are you looking at it as where the clubs should have been building for a lot longer than now i'm talking i suppose graham talking about places like um whitehaven uh, Workington, Keithley, uh, Rochdale, and Oldham both now have 
non-league football teams. Mm. You know, how how do they how do they progress? Um, there's a there could be like an accepted norm whereby you know some clubs are just going to be lower league clubs and they're they're not going to they're not going to be in the top division. There's there's clubs like that in other sports and. It could just be that you accept your place and where you are. You may not be able to get the crowds and you may not be able to get promoted and you may not be able to build a team to get promoted. But you, you should always have that little thing in the back of your head that says, maybe, maybe we can. And I just think if you're stuck in the sea grave, you're never going to be able to get out of it if it's based upon three seasons and it's based upon criteria that you're already lagging behind in. And so... I think that's I think that's their plight now. That's that's where they are, and if and if, if getting promoted to Super League keeps you in Grade C, like London, what chance have you got if you finish tenth in the league or eighth in the league down there? You, you're never going to grow, and even if you finish top of it, you're still going to be C. And even if you're in the the second tier and you're doing okay, you still might be B or C. And I I, I just I, I think it's a it's a really long long haul for those clubs. And if there's no real reason to think that you're ever going to climb, what's that going to do for attendances which aren't that great anyway? It's going to be even lower because the hope that might exist is going to disappear as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, the 18th highest scoring club in the table have just gone under. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how, how many how many clubs be, between us all now, right? We've got, th- on this list is 35, potentially 34 if you exclude Newcastle. Yeah. How many how many professional clubs are we going to have in 15 years <sighs> that you would call professional on on this list whether it's semi pro you know mm-hmm. as in above the above the national conference if you like that you would call professional off this list what you would say yeah 20 Do you think 15 will go in, in 15 years? Yeah. Yeah. Gray, I was I was going to go lower. I was I I I think could be could be less than a dozen. Probably like less than there are anyway. Less than there are in Super League because I think they're going to be clubs that are going to be on the precipice of A and B. We may drop into B or may drop into thirteenth or fourteenth, and it may completely ruin it. I can see us following some sort of NRL sort of thing where we end up with one league and the rest just, you know, we have that 16-team league and maybe maybe in a few years after that a couple of expansions, but I, I don't s- think there'll be nothing major after that. I can, see, I can see in the future a Super League and then underneath that, uh, like an East and West Conference or something mm. like that. You know, I could perhaps see something like that. But, Similar to what I've just uh, like when they have that, they have they have their New South Wales and the Queensland Cups, don't they? They have that that split, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So anyway, great. You're you're the man. You're usually the man with all the answers. So uh, what are they? Oh well, the the answer would have been not to do this. <laughs> the answer would have been to, the answer would have been to improve the structure that the teams play on have a better playoff system, actually get a better TV deal and not rely on people that don't care about the sport to try and get your TV deal. Try and do things to improve the product on the field. I don't actually think it's been that bad of a season. I think crowds are okay. Yeah. The TV deal we just signed with Sky is 
fairly average. They they get a lot more games and they're paying a bit less money. That had to be that had to be addressed. You've got to make weekly rounds more important. You've got to make the games between the best teams more important on a weekly basis. That will get bigger ratings. That will get bigger crowds. This this is not the answer for me. And I, people might say I'm old fashioned, but you've got to get into the future and you've got to you've got to look at the viability of clubs and do it a different way. But I, I, this this for me is not the answer. And I I can't have an answer to kind of contradict this because this is so far off what I would have done. I can't actually think of a think of someone to answer this with. It's so it's so away. I joked to you on WhatsApp before. I mean, I, I'm I'm longing for the days when we had top eight playoffs. Now that that was brilliant compared to this, and I hated that. Yeah, yeah. I think on that gray as well. I mean, I, I just want to just look at a couple of things that I've just uh, that I've just got up on there from. So you, some of your, you know, the points on the on the fans letter that that you wrote a couple of years ago. This is where yeah. this is where I get stuck because this is where I think that this is where the RFL have a lot to answer for, but I haven't answered anything. So I mean, you're looking at about, you know, one of the questions that you've asked you there a couple of years ago is, do you believe that rugby league is currently achieving its potential in terms of attracting sponsors to the game? I mean, these are old questions now. This this letter now, Gray, is you know is is two or three years old, and yet we're still reliant on one on one sponsor, aren't we? And it's got yeah. bigger as well. That one sponsor's got bigger within the game. It sponsors absolutely everything now. Yeah, you know uh, that's that sort of thing. I mean, you know, another question that Gray raised there like three years ago was, do you believe the television deal signed with Sky represent good value for money for the game? Well, as Grace just said, they're showing more gains, but we took less money. Yeah, you know, and these are just these are just commercial. These are these are just commercial stuff. You know, if if you were in yeah. if you were in charge now, Grace, if you were in charge of the RFL now, what what would you do then? You you are now. We we've just appointed you right. The, the pod has just appointed you now, Grace, the uh, chief exec of the RFL. We've sacked everybody else. We've we've got a, you've got us as staff, and you're you're the you're the chief exec of the RFL. What are you gonna What are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do now over the next over the next twelve months? If we're living if we're living in the real world, and we're talking from today, I'd say IMG, thank you very much. We've given you a potload of money, but I don't like what you've done. So we're gonna we're gonna pay you off contracts. Over. We're sorry, you know, we took a chance, didn't we? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rip up the league structure. I'm gonna bring back either first past the post or a better playoff system. I'm gonna well, what can we do? I, I, my predecessors already signed a deal with Sky for two years, so there's nothing I can do about that. But I'll try and work my best to try and see if Sky can do the game in a better way. See if I can have a little bit of say on kickoff times, so that fans are watching games at the right time. I'd have a word with every single club in the league, and I'd say when can you play your game so you get the most fans. I would try my best to try and employ people to actually try and reinvigorate the league below Super League level, see what can be done at community level, see what can be done at the grassroots. But it's a tough question because I'm inheriting the situation that decisions made not that long ago are things that I would have not signed up to. So mm. I've been a little bit hampered. If I'm getting my 300 grand, I'm, I'm happy. I'll keep quiet for a year or two. I'll, I'll go along with it. <laughs> but I think if we go forward, I'd, I'd probably look at, you know, I'd, I'd definitely change the league structure. I'd want to make the big game every week mean loads, just like it does in the Premier League, like it does in the league. Yeah. That's that's a stand. 
So all the other stuff is just dead. It's dead easy to do. You might not get the right answers. You might find that you can't solve it. But grassroots, community level, looking at how clubs can grow, looking at when games can be kicked off. I'd have a word with Sky and say, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to show games X, Y, and Z at these times. We want all games either on Friday nights or the weekend. Mm. Try and get kids involved. Try and get more families to games. That doesn't sound like a lot for 300 grand, I appreciate. But as I say, if, if you allowed me to take the job three months ago, then I wouldn't have signed the TV deal and I wouldn't have let IMG do this. And then we could start the conversation and probably get to a better result. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Gray. Any other thoughts? Any sorry, and I, I haven't seen the letter that I wrote for a long time, so I've not, I can't remember the questions, but the ones that you mentioned to me, I thought they are still pertinent questions and they're, and they're still things that haven't been resolved and they're probably worse now than they were three years ago, which, so is, which is a bit of a shame, isn't it? Even yeah. more important. They, they are more they? important because if you, if you go back and you look at some of the other stuff, you, 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 know, you mentioned about grounds and ground improvements in certain parts of the, 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 air, the country. You know, you talk about uh, in that in that game we asked the, in that letter. Sorry, we asked the questions about why the constant rule changes every year. We're still doing all these things, mm-hmm. and so the ground issues haven't haven't been resolved in in many issues, no. in many cases, should I say? So the stuff that the stuff that actually was written three years ago, great, isn't there? And then we've just got this juggernaut, this IMG juggernaut that's that's now saying, oh well, that's that's jolted clubs in, and they can have a response to this, and that's getting clubs where they need to be. I'm not sure clubs know where they need to be. No, or, or how to get there, based upon the grading that has been given this week. It's, it's hard for some clubs to know what they're actually going to be able to do to get to the level of where they are now. Yeah. Or even or in Leeds, what, what, what do Lee do next year to get themselves above 12? Because are they, do they have to do a game what they did this year? Do they have to finish in the top five? Do they have to win a cup? Do they have to higher crowds because their crowds have been good this year but they, even, they need to do even better yeah. just to stay within the top 12 because for me they're, they're established now in yeah. one year they're established as a you know a top six contender and a trophy competing club they've done a great job you, know, you can say whatever you want about the nickname or the kits or whatever but they've had a great year and they should not have to feel even slightly worried about their immediate future and they are and that's that for me is, no. that's a real flaw in the, in the process I agree and if you take Lee as an example if you look at that column where you've said, like, look at Lee, and you say, right, okay, they've had a brilliant match day experience, okay, yeah. and that's got people in. Um, you know, they've done all that sort of stuff. They've had a total rebrand. But they haven't done that because of IMG. They've done that off their own back yeah, because they think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And they're engaging with the community and with the, with the, the, the clubs and everything. It, it, to me, it's just common sense. And why do we need IMG to tell to tell clubs that? That is the RFL's job. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, it, it is, isn't it? and the money that they're giving IMG could be much better spent. Yeah, I, I think um, we said it right at the start. Was like you know that is their job, and uh, and then Grace, you know, said. It is, um, but they've failed at it for so many years that we've had to try something new, mm. haven't we? And it, it, I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree with it. Like some of the grading things, like catchment area, how can you get graded for just where you're based? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just seems a bit silly. You can't help where you are. No. 
That's more to me. That's more about your links with that area, yeah, and what sort of percentage of people you can attract in from that catchment area. Yeah, you know, you, you can't help. If you've got a if you've got a city of one point five million, mm. it says it says that you're going to get more of a gate than somebody who's got a, a town a town of um, hundred eighteen thousand. Yeah, it's obvious. Oh yeah, I mean the, the reason what, why Leeds are like the yeah. most. That have but, the highest average attendance, things like that, because they're a big, they're a massive city. Yeah. And what you know, it, to me, it's more about what you're doing with your academy, what you're doing with those yeah. local routes for the, the community clubs. Yeah, how are you feeding from one to the other? Yeah, for for me, the the, the big things are like obviously how you're performing on the pitch, um, how basically how well run the club is, your finances like crazy, and then I think the other one, the, the other big one is the community programs mm. and stuff like you just touched on then. Like they're they're they're, th- they're like the three most important mm. things for me. The, you know, like you said, the, the money that they've pumped into ING could have been pumped into grassroots. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where it all starts. Of course it does. More coaches, yeah, more players, more volunteers. Yeah. It's where it all starts. How many times have I said to you, even, and I've always said, you know, I know it's slightly different at open age, but the leagues that I play in and the amount of teams that have pulled out the league because Mm. they've had to forfeit, you can only forfeit three games a season and the amount of teams that pull out because they have to forfeit that amount of games because they can't get a team together. And it's big historic clubs. Yeah. The other thing that I, sorry, Greg, go on. I was just about to say, Lee are a great example because, there's no nothing to say that Halifax couldn't do what Lee have done in the last few years. Nothing to say Featherston couldn't do it. Mm. But imagine if IMG would have done this a year ago, mm. Lee would never have been in this situation. Now they would never have been allowed to finish fifth or win a Challenge Cup. They would have been down as a BRC. They wouldn't have been in Super League. No. And so IMG proves that the system is flawed because the team that's basically punched above their weight, done everything right and all the community stuff, improved their players, improved their team, wouldn't have been allowed to do it had this grading thing been around a year or two ago. They'd have been cut off. Yeah. And the same's going to happen with Everston or Halifax or whatever, who could be exactly the same as Lee in five years or four years. But they're not going to be given the chance because they're going to get cut off by this grading system. That's right. Great. I mean, you've been around You've been around as long as I have. So when do, when do, when do crowds go up? Because to me, crowds go up when your team's doing well. Not because you've got yeah. not not because you've got electronic boards. <laughs> no, you have a successful team. Lee have won the Challenge Cup this year. Their attendances have skyrocketed. Yeah, from what because they were in the championship. Mm. If Lee had been twelve, to pow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If twelve, if and they had to pow. Yeah. <laughs> if but if Lee had been bottom, crowds wouldn't have been as big. No. So, people like your your with the with the crowds, a successful team breeds bigger crowds, doesn't it? Indeed, and and you have to have the, you have to have a little bit of hope as well because crowds aren't going to turn up if they know that even if you're winning, it's not going to do you any good. Mm. I think someone else I read someone else saying somewhere you could have a situation where, for example, Bradford and another club are very close together. And Bradford fans could know if they turn up in such a significant number, they could actually get them above mm. another team based upon the bigger crowds, even if they're not doing as well in the league. Yeah. But the whole thing's a mess. But you're completely yeah. right. You've got to give people hope. You've got to put a team on the field which makes them want to turn up. And that's how you improve crowds. It's, not, it's nothing to do with the, 
the periphery and stuff going on around it. Absolutely. on the field and smoke. Well, well, five years ago, Bradford was selling Jamie Peacock shirts to raise money. Yeah. So are they, how are they in a, how are they in a fit state to be in Super League? They're not. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, it's not for me. It's not for me, and uh, we'll see. I mean, the pre. I mean, I, I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I, uh, I hope I end up having to apologise because we've got an absolutely brilliant sport going forward. A brilliant structure, a rich sport, a sport that that has uh, community. That, brilliant rugby league communities even even more so that we have a, an endless stream of play because let's not forget in all this our aim should be to beat to be beating australia yeah i say that about anything about rugby league our aim should be producing teams players clubs communities to beat australia mm-hmm. and that's that's when we'll know we've been successful yeah yeah so that, that's just just my thoughts Great. Any final thoughts before we uh, before we switch off for the night? Yeah, I've got I've got one positive for you to end on. Oh, um, brilliant! Even though this might look like a bad idea, and there might be loads of people listening who think, "Nah, you're talking rubbish. This might be a brilliant idea." But if it, even if it is a really bad idea, don't forget it's about the tenth terrible idea we've had in the last twenty years, <laughs> and they ditched all the other ones. So they might ditch this one as well. So keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the biggest positive you can come out with. That's it. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, it's been too long and hopefully we'll speak to you again uh, uh, in, in, in a shorter while. Good stuff. Thank you for having me on, Pam. No worries. Care, Thanks, yes, great. Thank you, great. Thanks, Thanks, great. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. mate. Bye. Brilliant. Yes, very good. Really good. What are your thoughts then, Callum? Um, just on that and just what just what Gray said. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if, if they're entirely for me. Just because I just think it's the RFL being lazy and <laughs> just yeah. hiring someone to do their job. We, but we should have some. We, we should have uh, one of our listeners on that actually supports IMG and get a balanced view. Really. Yeah. See what we can do for that one. Mm. So, yeah. Bobby. Well, all I'm saying right is. If we were IMG rated, yeah. I'd be at the top because of my fandom, because of like, <laughs> the bobblets. <laughs> uh, good one. Yeah, I think I'd yeah, be up there. Where do you think we'd be if we were IMG rated on the pod? Like, I don't know what the categories would be. Where do you think we'd be? Well, just as as a pod as a whole. Yeah, do you think we'd be an A grade? Yeah. 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 100%. Would we be... Saints, Wigan, Leeds, where were we? Or, you know, Hull just scraping in? <sighs> Leeds. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> We'd get 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Uh, well, there we have it. Um, that, that just about wraps us up. Um, thanks to Gray for coming on and joining us. And if you, if you like the... Sounded great, um, and the cut of his jib, if you like. Uh, we did do a three-part special with him, all uh, based around his letter that he wrote to the RFL. Um, Brilliant! It so, was really good. Yeah, yeah. If you if you are new round here and you want to go back and listen to it, it is one of the earlier uh, episodes. It's in one of the first, about the first ten in it. Or yeah, something, something like that. It is one of the very first ones that we did. But we did a three-parter with him, um, all around different parts of his letter. It is a really good listen, and I think probably even more important 
now all the the, the the questions that he was asking in the letter are probably more relevant now than they've ever been. Yeah. So I'd uh, definitely go and check that out. And not answered. No, not on, not even a word. I, and when I say not answered, I don't mean not, well, he didn't get a reply. I just mean not answered in terms of the way the game's moved over the last three years because of the points he was raising. Yeah. It's yeah. three years on, you can still ask the same question. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Be even more important, some yeah. of them. Mm. But there we go, go and give that a listen. Um, but that does us for this week. So thank you for staying with us. Uh, we'll be back next week to take a look at the third test, which hopefully will be a good one. So if you are heading down there and to any other games, then stay safe and enjoy. And we're going to grade every team next week. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here from the Loose Forward podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you.